Welcome to the May the Smoke Be With You podcast, where we go beyond the smoke with barbecue and culinary Jedi, Joe Levitt. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the May the Smoke Be With You podcast. This, this week's episode promises to be a spicy one. Today we're joined by David Figueroa, who, along with his brother Greg, are the men at the helm of the hot sauce giant Melinda's a company that makes some of the best hot sauces, barbecue sauces, jellies, and ketchups on the market. Please welcome in, as he just told me, he likes to be called Chef Fig. Hey, Chef, how are you? Good, good. Nice to meet you, Joe. Joda, right? Yeah, Joda. Yeah, yeah. You can call me Joda, Joe, whatever. Welcome in uh, your answer, you, uh, comment on social media. Yeah, uh-huh. you know, it was... Uh, so, it, you know, like, I, I, I love it. <laughs> Channel, channel my inner Yoda and uh, and and have have fun with it. it. It hopefully it sticks out and it has with you, which is which is great. Um, um, you, you know, obviously we're we're big fans of, of you guys. Um, Thank you. Love loving your product. Um, one of the things I love to do on this podcast is just kind of hear your story a little bit. Yeah. So I, I'd I'd love to just kind of kind of go back and really like where did where did food kind of enter life for you uh where did you kind of start this love affair with food well i was very blessed to grow up in a multicultural household in louisville kentucky yeah seems like about as middle america as you can get however my parents are from belize both of them okay mom on mom's side is spanish and palestinian and dad's side he's spanish mayan and also lebanese so we've got oh wow Tons of uh, exposure to um, not just Central American, Spanish, um, Yucatan style, which is a very Belizean, you know, uh, mm-hmm. it's very similar to everything you see in Yucatan. We were also expo- exposed to amazing Middle Eastern foods from a young age. And, uh, you know, what was really cool is that my dad always had, I didn't know this, these were these were little signs, right? Uh, my dad always had an habanero bush. Um, in the backyard. Uh, okay. He planted one every year because he grew up in a small town in Belize called Cayo, so, or the district, Cayo district in a small town called San Ignacio town. And um, <clears throat> tortillas and beans were big thing. You know, that's rice, beans, tortillas, uh, very, uh, very Spanish, very mountainous. He grew up uh, eating habanero as a side dish. So he would have his tortillas. My mom would make fresh tortillas almost every night little stack of tortillas, and he'd have his habanero pepper. Sometimes it was roasted, sometimes fresh. It would be cut um, just like a gash in it, just enough to squeeze the juices out of it. And he would just mash his tortilla down into that, and then he would use that like to scoop up whenever he was eating or whatever. So he always wanted that habanero flavor in his food. And so, you know, as young, curious kids, you want to do what Dad does. and Of course. Yeah, be like Dad. Oh, we, we started touching that pepper at an early age and, you know, feeling the sting of habanero from, uh, from the very beginning. And I, uh, I kind of got that, that, uh, I guess gene or whatever for growing things. And I have always carried on that tradition. I've always got, my parents are building dwellers now, so they'd, they don't have an habanero anymore, but they can come to me for chilies and fresh herbs. Cause I grow everything that I can in my little backyard in texas so uh, so you you pronounce that habanero well so, yeah so my wife i mean say it wrong habanero, habanero okay well i mean i'm trusting you as a guy who grew up with it and his dad hey. had a bush in the backyard well, if i was saying it in spanish it'd be habanero right yeah habanero habanero uh, yeah. but you know for all the gringos out there i say habanero yeah uh yeah i i um I, I I hate to admit this, but you know, I grew up in Michigan. I don't hate to admit that part. Uh, I, I like Michigan. Um, but w- growing up, I think we just called them jalapenos, and which yeah. is... Uh... <laughs> I mean, I don't know how old you are. I'm about to be 57, but when we started this company 34 years ago, they didn't even... You couldn't even find habaneros or habaneros anywhere on the market. Right. And you would just go to the grocery and you had jalapenos, fresh jalapenos. That was about it, you know? Yeah. Maybe bell peppers, you know? And So, so the, we, when we brought Melinda's around, we were the, one of the first companies ever to enter, to bring a to bring a habanero product into the United States. And um, Dave DeWitt, um, old Chili Pepper Magazine, now Fiery Foods, now retired, 
Popa Peppers, he gives my brother Greg and I a lot of credit for helping to make the habanero a household word. So how many years has Melinda's been in business? We're, June will be our 34th year of uh, doing Melinda's in the United States. And, uh, you know, now we've branched out into Canada as well. And we're making some inroads into the UK. We're in the Middle East, uh, Philippines. So in then Mexico and parts of South America. So we're we're slowly um, trying to branch out. One of the issues we're running into right now is we're building another plant right oh, wow. as we speak to keep up with the demand. Right now, Walmart mm. can barely keep it on the shelves. Wow. Um, I go to grocery stores coast to coast. I'm always peeking my head in whenever I'm traveling and checking stores. And it's amazing how um, low the stocks of Melinda's are out there. And we're just trying our best to keep, just to keep the domestic market here in the United States uh, supplied. So yeah, it's, 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 we literally need to double our capacity to keep up. That's we're blowing up right now. And it's a it's a wonderful compliment. You have to feel good when it, it's probably both it's a better problem than not being able to pay your bills. Okay, so yeah, yeah. You you walk into a store and you're, while you're you're pained that the the shelf might be empty or there's yeah. just one or two bottles left, you're you're also you know that people are loving your product. And I mean, you're, you're in Austin and you're, I won't say who, but I mean, you're meeting with another large uh, food market there and, and which probably means more demand and <laughs> more shelves to fill uh, and all that. So what made you start this 34 years ago? You, you thought, you know what, you know what we should do? We should, we should start a, a hot sauce company like that. Well, you know, my brother came with the sauce. He was doing import export working in Belize and Central America. We have a, our family is heavily involved in citrus and industry down there. So we were trying, he was trying to, you know, help, help people out, buy things, sell things for people, that kind of stuff. And, uh, he stumbled upon the hot sauce. Uh, you know, we had, um, an original arrangement with Marie Sharp out of Belize. And then, uh, two years later, um, this guy that worked for us, who was, uh, I guess he was an executive and we were all two years out of college, right? So. Everybody was a VP, senior you know, everybody VP has of uh, C-suite. This particular VP decided that uh, he would uh, introduce uh, Marie Sharp to our master distributor behind our back over in Europe. At a oh, that was nice wall. of him. And the next thing we know, they started cutting off our supply. Now, she tells a different story where, you know, we try to use tricky laws and stuff like that. But, you know, at the end of the day, I was 22 years old. My brother was 21. When we started, we were 23 and 24, and all of a sudden our supply was cut off. They weren't selling, wow. they weren't sending pepper anymore. And then we found out really, uh, really quickly that uh, they were working in cahoots together to try to take us out. But we did have a contract, and uh, the contract was pretty solid that we were <laughs> the marketing arm, they were the manufacturing arm, they were manufacturing for us. And originally we wanted to call it Margaret's, which is my mother's name. We didn't want it to be Melinda's. We wanted it to be Margaret's. And uh, Marie Sharp back then begged us and actually signed over paperwork, giving us the rights to the name Melinda's and then calling us crooks when she tried to circumvent the relationship wow. and go elsewhere. And so when she made that move, we made our move to Costa Rica and we opened up a uh, manufacturing there. And now we're in Colombia, um, you know, and, uh, you know, 30 34 years, uh, two years of business with her. And, uh, you know, 34 years later, here we are. We're, uh, you know, Melinda's is about to have its best year ever in sales. Um, you know, we made a couple of products with her way back when. Um, she's done really well for herself, Marie Sharp products, you know. She was a manufacturer for us. Yeah. And um, we even have our own recipes. We didn't copy her recipes like she likes to tell everybody. You know, they mm -hmm. just, I don't know why they like to open with a negative, but whenever they go out and do marketing, we run into them all the time and we hear yeah. stories that, you know, they open with a negative story. And, you know, for us, it's like, whatever. So I'm glad I get to tell you a little bit about it, you know, because yeah. the story has two sides, you know, and uh, at the end of the day, you know, we're Melinda's, we're Melinda's Foods and uh, we have 32, you know, pretty awesome hot sauces. Then we have our ketchups, like you had mentioned. We have our preserves. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're really proud of what we're doing. We have some new products that are going to launch this summer. And, uh, you know, like I said, we're, we're before I can even do new products, I have to try to figure out how just to keep up with the with the current demand. Um, well, it is, is really a sure. glorious, glorious phase right now. 
so would you say that, you know, I think people look at you guys uh, and see you on store shelves. They think overnight success, you know, uh, because you're, you're about ready to have the biggest year of, of, of the company. Uh, And I think, you know, some people are just discovering you just kind of, and really we're, we're kind of on that side, truth be told, uh, kind of found you, found you via Instagram. And that's kind of how we were, we were introduced to you guys. Um, But as you kind of look back and you're, you're 21, 22 and you find you, you as brothers, you're in this, in this battle, um, how do you think that has kind of shaped you guys as you've moved forward in your business relationships? Um, did it make you just a ton more cautious? Uh, did it did it make you well, jaded at all? You know, contracts and trademarks and stuff like that, you know, they held their weight in court. We had our day in court, yeah. you know, and we walked away with the Melinda's brand, uh, rightly so. Um, uh, you know, every phase of business is a new struggle. Uh, nothing mm. is easy. Paying bills and making payroll is not an easy task, right? Anybody that goes to business school, that's the one thing they don't teach you. They don't teach you cash flow, and they don't teach you how to sleep at night when you owe somebody money, <laughs> and you're owed money, and you got to play yeah. that, you know? So, um, but, you know, we, we, uh, we're very entrepreneurial, and after that incident, we thought, well, you know, we really need to insulate ourselves more. We need to diversify. So we started doing a bunch of other businesses, and we got into distribution for other companies. And so we started doing a lot of other things and Melinda's became like a passenger on the train. And, uh, then hurricane Katrina hits in 2005 and that kind of shook our world. We had to move our operations from new Orleans to, uh, Dallas, uh, because we were wiped out there. Most of our employees and everyone, all everyone had problems. And so Mm. we moved our company in 2005 and then, um, we started getting involved in other things, beverage mixes, sleep shots, energy shots, uh, cocktail syrups, coffee, uh, you name it. And then um, about six years ago, um, we finally just said, you know what, Melinda's has been this passenger on the train for all these years. Um, we really need, you know, and at this time, we only had the 14 glass bottle sauces and the ketchup. So we didn't have the new condiment squeezable line that's just been, you know, tremendous success. So yeah. And well, okay, let's get our heads together. Let's get a business plan together. Let's do this as if it were a startup, right? Let's start Melinda's. Hmm. What does Melinda's need? Let's, let's do market research. Let's identify areas where we see growth. And, you know, we just sat down with a plan, uh, Joda, and we hit it hard and we've been hitting it. And my thing was that I said from day one is that I don't care how amazing the opportunity sounds. Do not bring it to me. I'm going to throw you out of my office. I don't want to hear about it. I want to hear about Melinda's, Melinda's, Melinda's until the finish line. I want to blow this company up. And uh, my brother and I got on board together. And as a as a team, we're unstoppable. You know, that's simple as that. You know, I'm the marketing guy. He's the business guy. You get us both heading down, heading in the same direction together. Look out. <laughs> so, well, well, talk about that a little bit. What's yeah. it? What are, what's it like working for your brother? Because I imagine you guys, you say, Hey, we're as a team, we're unstoppable. We both have our strengths, uh, yeah. but yet you're, you're still family and it's still gotta yeah. be, still gotta be tough at times. Well, you know, I mean, we grew up together. We're, we're Irish twins. So Greg is, <laughs> okay. I'm real close. Yeah. I'm, yeah. On June 8th, I turned 57. Uh, so right now he, his birthday's May 1st. So right now we're both 56. <laughs> yeah. So. We had the same bedroom growing up together. Okay, we okay. had the. Uh, so you had to, you learned to work through conflict same at a very first, early age. Same first apartment together. Greg and I can have a fight in front of the whole company, and everyone thinks it's the end of the world. And five minutes later, we're walking out the door together to go have lunch or something, and no big deal. You know, we're brothers. You know, but yeah, the thing is, we both have different interests. We're both different in every way possible. Um, you know, but we both think alike when it comes to how we want to grow the company and how we work together. And, you know, we have mutual respect for each other. Um, we both have completely separate interests and hobbies and, you know, we don't really cross over a whole lot. And I think that, you know, if we both wanted the same prize, yeah, there'd be a lot of brawling going on, but, you know, we both have clearly, clearly defined roles from day one that we, you know, that we, we settled into and we both love what we do. And, you know, he comes to me, I come to him when we need each other, need, need things. And, we get it done. Uh, and more, more, uh, more family members in the business, right? 
Yeah, so we're blessed. Uh, as you've been you've been talking to my daughter, Isabella or Bella. She's yeah. on the uh, community management and customer service and uh, influencer uh, engagement team. Uh, my son Penson is uh, the brand manager. He's you know here with me in Austin for our big meeting tomorrow. He's he's my he's my brand manager. He does all of the he does all of the grocery uh, pitches and presentations. And um, then my nephew Carter, Greg's son, um, he is a an attorney, and he is our COO, so he's our chief operating officer. So he's running day to day operations, and he's also our corporate counsel. So we got nice. an attorney in the company now. Look out! Don't steal my stuff. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So uh, when you talk about clearly defined roles for you and and Greg, like what what lane do you run in? Like what's where's your sweet spot? So I am marketing. I, I run the Melinda's marketing or I run like a small in-house ad agency. So I'm responsible for packaging design for um, website for Amazon sales, website sales, um, mm -hmm. digital advertising, all ad campaigns, the sales department, all collateral materials, et cetera, et cetera. Greg is on product development and business management. He spends more time at the plant, uh, working on the formulas. Um, we spend a lot of time together, um, tasting, um, coming up with new ideas, mm -hmm. and then he does that execution. So, um, you know, it's and and on the business side, you know, he's one of the best. He's an amazing negotiator, smart business guy, understands. Um, uh, he's always one of the smartest guys in the room, wherever you are. So he's he's really good at what he does. So when you guys talk about development, uh, you know, making new products, <laughs> what, what's that process like for you guys? You know, from, you know, who has the idea? Uh, I imagine it's probably either of you at different times. And then what's that what's that process to get it? Uh, from that. Well, I mean, man, we, process we had an idea. Is as simple as I made a video the other day about our ketchup origin story and the the origin story was as simple as, uh, you know, we used to spend a lot of time before we could afford to have lots of employees and warehouse workers and stuff. We were out there packing boxes and, you know, loading trucks uh, in the evenings after a day in the office. And we were there late and we would buy a staff meeting and everybody that stayed late to work, which was a lot of guys, you know, we all kind of, it's like a fraternity, right? Of guys yeah, all work together and early on in the business. And, uh, we get a big meal and, you know, we'd squirt out a big pile of ketchup and start dousing it with some hot sauce, stirring it with a French fry. That, there, and there's the lab right there, right? That's the test lab. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that tastes good. You know, I like that. Um, <laughs> let's bottle that. Okay, let's bottle an habanero ketchup. And then from there, it became a jalapeno ketchup. And then, you know, ghost pepper and a chipotle. And so back, you know, just... Some of our ideas have been as simple as that. Some of them have just been, you know, some of them we we watched the market. We've seen that, you know, you know, and then the, the market changes. You know, when we came out with Melinda's and we had habanero peppers on the market, the habanero was the world's hottest chili pepper at the time. Mm -hmm. And I right. was the Guinness Book holder. And then all of a sudden, you know, the red Savina comes along and it's twice the heat, you know. So we come out with a red Savina hot sauce. And, um, you know, from there, you know, peppers, um, uh, chili pepper explosion uh, happened and you have all of these uh, botanist and agricultural guys geeking out and, you know, cross hybrid, you know, making hybridization peppers and cross pollination right. and grafting and all this stuff to create hotter and hotter and hotter chilies. And then, then chilies also were discovered, right? So I'm sure that the ghost pepper, uh, the boot jolikia and the naga jolikia were, already there and already in use, you know, in Northeast Asia and Northeast India at the time. And, um, chili pepper people found it, you know, and then cultivated it and brought it this way. And, you know, now it's being grown all over the world and, you know, it's, it's a phenomenon. And then from the ghost pepper it went up from there, you know, to where we are today with the, what the Carolina Reaper. So, right. Uh, we have a scorpion pepper. So we've come out with peppers. You know, everybody's asking us to come out with a reaper right now. And we're working on it. But, you know, sometimes uh, peppers just aren't commercially viable. They're not easy. Not everyone is as easy to grow as the next. Habanero is mm. very easy to grow. So are jalapenos. Ghost peppers are tricky. Um, scorpion peppers are very tricky. And uh, as you get up into the more specialized 
peppers, uh, they get more difficult to grow. They're more finicky. Yeah. That makes sense. It's hard to you get know, a big what... yield, you know? And you need a big yield to do what we do. Yeah, to produce at that level, absolutely. Yeah. You know, your your sauces, it, it takes really just one taste to recognize that what you guys do yeah. is different than, I, I feel like it's it's unlike anything I've ever tasted. So what's what's the difference for you guys? Well, kind of a softball question there. For in the world of hot sauce, so right now, as we when Greg and I decided to get together and really push Melinda's, we were the twenty first, twenty went ranked twenty one in the country and grocery. Now we're um, ten and looking down uh, yeah. at the top or headed to the top, right? So the companies at the top are really big, really big, like. Mm -hmm huge you know where you know 10 times 20 times our size you know so right. but they have a common denominator they're all red sauces it's french yeah. it's tabasco it's you know tapatio and they're all the same they're all either mexican or louisiana style red sauces there's no innovation uh innovation um is coming from you know companies like melinda's and melinda's you know where we're shaking it up. We don't have that one hero product. We have a conglomerate of flavor and we're ranking really high, but we don't have one. We can't just say, yeah, one hot sauce is way up here. One All of our sauces together yeah. are operating as, you know, the brand and uh, doing really well. You know, we're, we're, we're killing in grocery stores where we are and um, we continue to expand and uh, we just love what's happening right now. The, the major difference between you and some of those larger brands, I think, is the absence of, for the most part, one key ingredient that oh, a lot we, of them use. We do have vinegar in our sauces, you know. Yeah. But they're not vin not vinegar forward, I would say. Well, right? you know, so, part, yeah. you know, the, 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 the difference formula-wise is that, you know, when you start looking at the difference between Melinda's and you start to break down the ingredients is that, you know, we, we've, always, we've always had a vegetable and fruit base. So mm -hmm. <clears throat> peppers. They're a fruit. They're also a fruit, right? So, the fiery fruits, and um, we've yeah. always worked um, with exotic ingredients. You know, papayas, mangoes, passion fruit. Um, you know, great peppers, and we think of each one of our sauces to be paired right with a pepper. So, like sommelier thinking, chef thinking, it's like, oh, this pepper has citrus notes, and this pepper, you mm. know. And it, it needs this help. And to create that balance of uh, heat and flavor, you know, I, I, I say this, and no offense to anybody out there, but any dummy can make a hot sauce hot, right? Right. Yes. I can blend up 20 scorpion peppers in a blender with a little salt and a little vinegar, and there you go. I made a hot yep. sauce, right? Super hot. And burn your eyebrows off. But yeah. is that really, really what, you know, there's... There's a click out there. They like that. You know, they want to be yeah. finished. But for the most part, your average hot sauce consumer wants it to be tasty and bring some heat to it. And they also don't want it to be obnoxiously sour or uh, overpowering. Like some sauces, you know, are very sour and vinegar forward, as you said. And um, they, you know, takes away from the fine balance of a long cook. You know, if you're stewing something for hours and you have a great flavor in your stew or your gumbo or something like that. Last thing you want to do is blast it with hot vinegar. You want something that mixes in well. And we've always right. felt that Melinda's is really good at that, like blending into food, providing heat and flavor, because the ingredients we start with are the ingredients you start just about anything in your kitchen with, you know? The yeah, we were, we were doing the Holy Trinity, all yeah. those things. We start, with, we start with a vegetable base that like any chef would start with, you know? And and that was that was uh, we have four girls and we were doing kind of a an unboxing of several of your of your sauces and one of them said I I taste carrot like in <laughs> in the in the sauce and uh, and and the other thing that really kind of blew me away is even you know you've got I think it's uh, it's five little flames I think yeah. on the on each bottle to kind of let you know what what you're getting into I I don't think even even your scorpion isn't crazy, doesn't melt your face off. It has <clears throat> flavor yeah. versus just pure fire. I it I you have to try it to to really appreciate it, I think. But even our even all our girls, they do like spice they don't 
love it. They, but they'll do hot things. And even them trying the scorpion on a cracker, like they were not screaming, running away. And that's, that's five flames. That's as hot as, you know, one, one of your hotter sauces. I drank some the other day at the Byron Nelson with the ghost pepper. Some guy kind of said, well, you know, you do it and I'll do it. So I did it. And it was, I got the hiccups after it. It was still hot, yeah. but I mean, yes. But what I'll say is that, right, you know, I drank some of my ghost pepper sauce and what I tasted in my mouth was citrus and vegetable. And, yeah. um, and I didn't just, just, I just wasn't being blasted, you know, by chili. Um, and that's that heat and balance flavor. And that's something we're known for. We're known to uh original slogan of ours was perfectly the perfect balance of heat and flavor <clears throat> well frank's right out came along and stole that from oh, us that was and nice. put their name was nice. trademarked that well i think their flavor and heat i think they changed the words around a little yeah. bit but <clears throat> our new slogan is set your mouth on flavor yes, which right? i love so, because that's what it does clever yeah. it's very clever yeah <laughs> For sure. Um, and, and we love it. And But we still say heat and flavor because we started saying heat and flavor. In fact, our Instagram handle was heat and flavor for a few years okay. there. But um, but that's what, you know, at our core, we're heat and flavor. We're um, we're making hot sauces that don't suck. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you say that, uh, that you got the hiccups because it is one of, like, the things that happens to me sometimes if I'm just eating something hot. It's just, like, just a little hiccup. It's just <laughs> the body, I guess, going, hey. That's a little hot, but uh, yeah, I can't. I can't do it, my friend uh, James Beck, the hot sauce boss. Uh-huh. He is an animal. He drank a bottle of Ghost uh, Melinda, a five ounce bottle of Melinda's Ghost Pepper Sauce, while I was telling people to come to his store on video. And um, then, of course, people are like, "Oh, he didn't really drink the whole thing." And I'm like, "I saw that." Yeah, my wife was the other side of the camera filming us, and I was watching yeah. it. Did it, and then he didn't even flinch afterwards. He's something else. Well, I, I don't want to talk to him the next day. You know, uh, no, he's <laughs> his body's used to I, it. Like nice guy before and after yeah. a five ounce bottle of ghost pepper sauce. I mean, he does all those crazy challenges. He takes the packy chips yeah. and the little chocolate skulls. Like <clears throat> not for me. Yeah, it's not right. Uh, very sensitive palate. I'm a taster. You know, you guys really have seemed to find a good. Uh, spot here in the barbecue community, uh, the folks kind of doing outdoor oh, yeah. cooking. What what do you think attracts uh, <laughs> the folks in that barbecue community to to you to Melinda's? Well, a I'm not trying to shove my barbecue sauce down their throat. Yeah, <laughs> because you know barbecue guys make their own sauces, mm-hmm. right? So when I where I feel that that you know, well, I have a lot of respect. I'm a pit master. I like to get out there and do my thing, and I have a lot of respect for people that are doing competition and really out there doing the hard work right. grilling. Um, I've got some good friends and influencer friends in the world of barbecue and grilling. And I, I love meeting, you know, everybody in that space. And um, Melinda's gives these guys a toolbox. So um, when you've got as many different sauces as we do and the jams and jellies, I just love giving these guys everything yeah. and watching what they do. Yeah. They're melting jams and jelly in a pot. They're adding sauces to that. They're chopping up fresh things, you know, and throwing that in there, you know, cilantro and scallions and coming back over with, you know, sesame seeds and just create, you know, I gave Mike from Blazing Star. So Mike from Blazing Star, he has a great seasoning line, you know, amazing. So, uh, and the fact I think it's part of our giveaway, isn't he? A part of the give the big giveaway we're all doing? Uh, he's not. He's not. But you know, it's not. Too, oh, he's it's not it. too late, Mike. Oh, Alfredoni. Yeah, Al, 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 Alfredoni. Yes, and Hey Grill Hey are the or two. Al's, Al's great. Al's a buddy. Yeah. Um, but you know, so um, jealous double charcoal. They're in with you, yes. right? I believe. Yep. Yeah. So now they call when you use Melinda's Blazing Star and Jealous Devil together. It's called the ultimate barbecue combo. Okay. And. I didn't come up with that. Other people came up with that. And I was like, well, I'm going to keep saying yeah. that because I, I agree. I do it all the time. I make ribs. Uh, I rub them with Melinda's uh, honey mustard and sprinkle some of Mike's uh, porking on there. He turns around and makes a video with uh, some of my sauces and some of his seasonings, you yeah. know? So there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of mutual respect, a lot of love in that community. It's a great community. Um, <clears throat> the people that really love what they're doing. They're dedicated to it, hardworking, yeah. and some of these guys are producing content almost every day. That's tough. It is. 
I started this recently becoming a content creator and it is a full-time job on top of a full-time job. And I'll tell you what, respect hats off. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, it is, it is tough. So you just kind of mentioned that, that you're a, you're a pit master. Where, where did you first kind of fall in love with, with barbecue or does that go all the way back to kind of mom and dad, uh, you know, as kids? Yeah. Mom and dad were, were pretty, pretty basic on the grill, you know, uh, nothing great, you know, <laughs> I didn't have like, anything great uh, growing up either. Yeah. A lot of other good food. Barbecue wasn't like something that my dad did. You know, my dad's not much of a cook. Where I started, I started just literally cooking in my backyard. I would be, I would be the guy that would do a barbecue for my family. And then as I got older and moved out, I, you know, I was always fascinated with grills and stuff. And then early nineties, right when we just a few years after we started Melendez, we started our, we, we opened up a restaurant called Up and Smoke and it was a barbecue Latin fusion concept and okay. it was doing really, really well. I just, I couldn't serve two masters, yeah. but I had a, I had a wall size, uh, you know, rotisserie smoker and we would make brisket and ribs and uh, pork butt, chicken and turkey and everything. And then we would pair that with, um, if you wanted regular barbecue sides, you could have that or we could make you a burrito, a quesadilla, nice. uh, loaded nachos with the barbecue meat. And the restaurant did really well for a couple of years, but it became <clears throat> physically taxing for me to try to run a business during the day and then come into a restaurant and work it at night. I was, I had zero quality of life. So I got out of the restaurant business and opted for the day job with the, with the desk and the chair yeah. and uh, got off my feet. Cause you know, if you've been in the restaurant business, it's, 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 it's a brutal, it's brutal on the back and the knees and the feet, you know, you're always standing and you're always on the go. It's, it's not easy. Yeah. It's a hard life. Yeah, for sure. What, what's, uh, what, what's your specialty? What, what are you cooking at home on, on, on weekends then when you have time? I love to barbecue, but I also, you know, would make a cochon delay. I love to do gumbo. I love to make, um, Belizean foods that my mother taught me. I love to do Middle Eastern food. Um, my brother-in-law is a world-class chef and we'll get together and he's, he's, uh, Iraqi and Israeli. Oh, wow. <clears throat> we'll get together and really throw down. He makes some really cool things I've never seen before. And, um, he makes the best falafel on the planet okay. and I make, I make pretty good shawarma and I do like, I make the hummus. He makes the baba ganoush. My wife makes the kafta and the rice and we all get together. And before you know it, the whole table's just full yes. of amazing food. And, you know, we're, we get in there and we throw it out. It sounds uh... and every everyone loves coming to my house. I, I'll, I'll tell you that. And everybody that's ever had an invitation to Casa Fig loves coming to eat. They know they're going to get uh, treated well. Uh, yesterday for Mother's Day, my mother asked me for tacos, so I did uh, carne asada mm. and uh, cochinita bibil. So we had uh, two types of tacos. Uh, I, I cooked for two and a half days. Oh, wow. <clears throat> but you know, each one of those. Uh, Tacos has its own little process, and uh, you know we just like to be as authentic as possible. What was, what was the second taco? Because I'm not familiar with that one. Pibil, tacos pibil, okay. cochinita pibil. So that's where uh, a pibil or with or a pib is an underground cook, and ah. uh, cochinita is a small pig. So yes. I don't have little small pigs handy, but we use pork butts. But where this was developed in the Yucatan, the, the pibil taco. They have this breed of very small little pigs. They don't get very big, and they, you know, dig a hole in the ground. They line it with stones, build a fire, mm -hmm. put it all into a big pot, put it down in the ground, cover it up with leaves and sticks, and then pour uh, a tarp, and then pour dirt over the top of it. And the next day, you come back and you uh, dig it all up, and you eat like a king, you know. Wow. So it's it's um, <clears throat> it's ricotto, which is uh, achiote a blend of spices um, that used heavily in the Yucatan. Um, it's like garlic and lime and orange mm. rind and all this stuff that goes in there and the annatto pepper, well, the annatto seeds, mm. and it's all ground and roasted, and they do a red version, and then they have a black version that uh, is called black ricotto, and that's where they take that blend and they keep they keep toasting it in the kamal until it gets black. Wow. And um, that seasoning is hard to come by. Uh, the red's easy. The black's really hard to come mm -hmm. by. Usually, when I have family or friends or myself go to Belize, I stock up and bring it back because I don't. I can't even find it on a website, but wow. I can find it every once in a while on 
Amazon. I get lucky on the black. I can't, the red's easy to find because a lot of uh, a lot of Mexican tiendas carry it. Okay. Yeah, and um, it gets rubbed with that and sour orange and you know things like cinnamon and clove and black pepper and allspice and then uh, that marinade goes on and then it gets wrapped in banana leaves and then put in a vessel, a pot, big pot or something. So I take that big pot and I stick it on my grill. Okay. <clears throat> That's my offset smoker. Um, one of my grills, okay. I should say. I've got quite a few. <laughs> and uh, uh, the offset smoker is uh, is my old school smoker. I just I just bought a new pellet smoker for all the uh, all the all the pit all the uh, pit masters out there. I'm not selling out. I believe you can have different types of grills. Yeah. You, you know, it's this is you know I'm not a I don't, I, I mean, all these barbecue groups, I, they always fight, you know, they're always arguing, you know, the pellet guys are on one side yeah. saying, well, I slept last yep. night and in the pit, the stick burner guys are like, well, oh, you're just using an easy bake oven yeah. and you know, you're cheap. I'm like, who cares? You know, at the end of the, I want the payoff. The payoff is a beautiful brisket or some beef ribs or whatever it is. That's, you know, I'm getting older and I, I'm loving the idea that I can, put some wings on there or something and forget about it for an hour, come back, flip them, come back. I don't have to worry if my fire went down or too right. hot or whatever. And I can get, actually get some emails and stuff done while I'm making some content, you know, I mean, no, I, that's what I, I bought it to make content. I can't wait to get it. It's called a uh, blazon. Okay. A uh, blazon, um, pellet uh, actually recommended by, uh, my buddy, Mike at blazing star, okay. Mike star. Nice. And uh, I get it next week, and I'm I'm pumped. I can't wait to to start cooking on it. But my other grills are yakitori. I love doing nice. yakitori. <clears throat> I always have a Weber kettle. Got to just classic. That that's just you know you want to make a fire, you can do it yep. in that. And then I have a good old gas grill for utility. You know when the winter hits and you got to cook something. Yeah. You know, but um, I have one more grill in my in my sights. Okay. And it's some kind of um, Argentinian yes, style. Yes, me too. Have out which one yet. There are so many, and uh, yeah. there, there's uh, and I saw another one today. Uh, there's a group out here in in Knoxville, Tennessee, TMG Pits, and they were uh, showing their uh, Santa Maria today on Instagram. And I was like, oh, so many fabricators oh, now making cool grills. Just, just want to meet the owner of Tagwood next oh, nice. week. Yeah, it's in May with Al. He'll be with Al Fragoni, and uh, you know Al's the master of all that out out uh, open fire yes. cooking. And uh, <clears throat> I just love what he does, and I love what he does with my products. And uh, he's he's giving me advice on which one of these grills, you know, s- suits me. And yeah. uh, I got to figure out where I'm going to put it. it. Might need to uh, to build an addition onto that deck. I don't know. <laughs> think so yeah, I think it's that's fine. the problem I have. I think coming home, bigger house, yeah, and saying, "Hey, <laughs> I I really need a you know a, you know a, a, you know an asado style setup out here." And they're like, "No, I don't." I was like, no, I think we're good. I think we're good. Yeah, when I lived in Louisiana, I had two acres, so I had, I could if I wanted to dig a hole, I could dig a yeah. hole. Well, now uh, I'm living in Dallas, and you know it's tight. Yeah, you know, land is tight in Dallas, and so you know before I could even hear my neighbor scream, and now I can kind of smell their breath. You know, it's plus. <laughs> and your mom, uh, your mom appreciated all the effort uh, for the tacos. They turned out good. Oh, she ate like a pig. <laughs> Loved it. She loved it. Yeah, she did. She did. She did appreciate it. You know, she's, she's the reason I'm cooking. You know, she, she taught me a lot and, uh, continues to blow me away when she cooks. She's so talented, Mm. but I've taken over like the big family duty stuff. Like when it comes to Thanksgiving and Christmas and all that, I'm, I'm the guy in charge now. (laughs) You, uh, you strike me as a guy who likes that though. Love it. Love it. I want the job. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm trying to find out who's going to be my heir. Okay. You know, I can't, I have a gumbo cook that I do that takes three days. Wow. And I can't get, I can get everybody interested in coming to eat it, but I can't get my son or my nephews yet or my brother to come and spend a little time with me while I'm cooking it and learn. Yeah. So I think I'm going to have to do like a full video on it and just. That they can watch when, break. when, when you're gone. <laughs> yeah. When I'm dead, when they, when they, when they throw me in the ocean, uh, they can, uh, Hey, uh, I'd like they to can break some gumbo. Yeah, when they get hungry for yeah. gumbo, they can figure it out. Yeah. Like, how do we play that? How uh, do we play that video he, that the dad made? <laughs> I just had my first grandson. Maybe he'll be the one. Oh yeah. man, that's great! Congratulations. Maybe it skips a generation. Maybe he'll be the that's one. That's great. So, so uh, 
tell me a little bit about family. It sounds like you have, uh, how many kids do you have? I have three, three. Um, two boys and a girl. My brother Greg has uh, three as well. Okay. He has uh, two boys and a girl. And then I have a sister and she has two, a boy and a girl, Raquel, and she's in Louisville. And then I have my baby brother. He doesn't have any yet, but he's, uh, he's, he's a neurologist. Oh, wow. And so he's, 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 he's solving problems out there for people, real problems. <laughs> hey, you're, you, you guys are all solving problems. You've solved a lot of problems, uh, for us at our house when, uh, when these hot sauces showed up at, uh, no, thank um, you, man. Thank you. Thank you. I love yeah, to hear some of, We, we, uh, I, I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about some of our favorites. I love the, the pizza hot sauce. I think it's, Gosh. uh, I think it's great. It's so good, uh, on, on yeah. pizza, uh, family loves to make on everything. Yeah. 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 For sure. Um, we also use the, you know, what I really like the pizza hot sauce on is like, Middle Eastern food. Oh, okay. It has that right hmm. touch for like Eero or a shawarma oh, sandwich yeah, or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah. <laughs> we use the uh, the spicy garlic Parmesan uh, as kind of a white sauce base for a pizza, uh, and that that turned out great. Um, and I I really like that scorpion. Like, it is, uh, it's it's legit. And then uh, the Mexicana is just a great, what I just, like a table sauce, you know, you just <clears throat> find myself reaching for that a lot these days. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I can just sit down with a bag of chicharrones and just get the Mexicana yeah. out, man. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> it's it just, it just, uh, again, just flavorful has just a little tiny little bit of heat. Not much there at all. I think it's not bad much. You know, that sauce is so funny because, um, it's, the 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 gringo world wants less of that chili like cumin and chili flavor okay. in their sauces you taste something like valentina yeah. it's real heavy 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 chili right. you know um, it's almost like you got powder in your mouth um <clears throat> then i would say same for tapatio mm -hmm. a little more dialed down with cholula and I say that our Mexicana is more, I, I really think it, it suits the American palate. Um, you know, the average American palate more so. I, 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 you know, and it's a solid sauce, Taco Bell sauce. I, I, I have a feeling that, you know, a lot of people taste that and they go, it's a lot like Taco Bell sauce. Maybe that's why I like it. Yeah, going back, going back to those uh, those high school days when I'd go through the drive through at like midnight in the morning. Yeah, and get uh, get five burritos. Like, what was that? Like, I, I yeah. can't imagine yeah. driving through anywhere right now and saying, "Give me five bean burritos, please." Uh, but that's what I used to do. Uh, now it costs twenty five bucks. That's true. Back then they were fifty nine cents, so I was a big spender. Uh, it, sometimes I would order like two drinks just so they wouldn't think that they were all for me. I'd be like, uh, and just give me, uh, you know, two two Pepsi's, please. Uh, so, you know, I felt very judged. I felt a lot of shame uh, then. So, um, well, hey, what's Ask for, what is uh, what's next for for Melinda's? What what's what do you want people to know about what you what's coming up for you guys that you can share that's not too secret? Well, I mean, we have some new products coming up. We did a um, <clears throat> post the other day where we asked people what they would want to see as the next Melinda's products. Mm -hmm. And I will say this, that a couple of them are right. Okay. All right. <laughs> and that there's going to be some new sauces sometime this summer that are going to really excite people. And, uh, you know, they'll only be able to buy them at Melinda's.com first. Okay. So, uh, you know, they won't be out there in wide distribution. But if you're a member of, you know, our email list, our SMS list, mm -hmm. uh, following this on social one of those three ways any of the melinda's foods or melinda's hot sauce socials and the um melinda's.com you can sign up for everything there if you're following us you will know before everybody what we got going on <clears throat> that's going to be really exciting i think it's you know so you still get excited with with new products when something new sure. comes out you still get pumped and excited yeah, yeah. i mean mexicana is still a baby yeah. to me fire roasted uh was reborn you know, we had a rebirth for okay. fire rust, and we made plants from Costa Rica to Colombia. We didn't have a, a pepper roaster right away. We we had to um, the the one in Colombia. I mean, one in Costa Rica was hand crank. Oh my, oh my goodness! <laughs> and now we have the fancy one with the motor. That, you know, like you see in front of Whole Foods or something like that during Hatch chili season, yeah. right? So, 
we got one of those fancy ones. We roast the, the garlic and the peppers. But that one, to me, is a rebirth. You know, that was a sauce that went away for a couple of years. People freaked out. And then we relaunched it, I think, bigger and better than ever. And, um, you know, <clears throat> when I when I see how well Mexicana's done, you know, that we sat there and we came up with this new style sauce. And, you know, we're competing with some big boys, Tapatio and yeah. Cholula. You know, some serious, serious size companies. And, um, you know, we get an article in Food and Wine that puts us in the upper echelon of Mexican Mexican style hot sauces. That's great. Mexicana is being compared to Cholula and Tapatio um, by Food and Wine editors. And, you know, I feel like, you know, blown away by that. I'm humbled yeah. and I'm also- It's got to feel so good. Uh, challenged, keep doing it, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, uh, we want to win. You know, we like to win. We like to compete. It's, you know, business is competition and, uh, you know, all of this food stuff is competition. Yeah. When's the, uh, yeah. that new factory going to be done? When it's, when, when is that going to be online for you guys? We're hoping to have it, uh, a parallel line set up by July one. And you said uh, that's being built in Mexico or is that in Colombia as well? Uh, Colombia. Okay. Cali. Okay. Colombia. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, Uga is the team. All right. And, um, yeah, so we're um, we're 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 at it hard, you know. We're at it hard, you know. Mm -hmm. We're trying to we're trying to keep up. Uh, you know, Walmart uh, has some big plans for us uh, in the near future. Um, and when I say big, I mean little. <laughs> Those little itty bitty bottles of Melendez. Oh, nice. Yes, they. I didn't. I've never seen anything that we've ever made sell like this. People just love the little one. It's just there's no uh, very little investment want, for a lot of potential a lot of flavor you can try it uh they just want to try or they want to be able to carry it around with them oh yeah you know we were just literally in the car and we pulled over to get some kolaches you know you always stop and get kolaches on the way to austin yeah. and um i'm like yeah i wish i had some sauce and my son whipped out a fire roast he's like yeah i keep one in my bag i'm like yeah you <laughs> you're did. a good boy of course you did good boy yeah 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 good brand manager <laughs> that's right that's right um well so we had we had our little taste on the way down here, you know. Love it. Uh, was that was yeah. that at a Bucky's or was it at a real kolache shop? No, we went to Slovacek's. Okay, went we did the real deal. Yeah, we're gonna swap at Bucky's on the way back because you know they're a customer. We yeah. love Bucky's. Our family loves them. Uh, we didn't really get out of. Uh, out of town for spring break this past. I was kind of doing events with my my day job, just kind of didn't quite work out. Um, but there, a Bucky's had opened close to us, and so we drove down. Nice. Uh, it's about it was about an hour away, and we got up one morning on the day they opened uh, during spring break and went down there. And uh, I mean, the girls thought it was vacation, so uh, you know, did they get to meet Bucky? Yep, yep, he was there. He was there. Yes, I got to meet Bucky too. It was great, man. <laughs> He took, I took a picture with Bucky. Yes, and I got, I got the picture too. It is good. Yeah. I love uh, it. I love it. I what a place. I mean, what a, how you build something that, and people come to it like a, it's a, it's a, it's a thing. It's part. an attraction. Like, it, it really is. It's something else. Like, you know, just mind boggling to me, um, the size of their parking lot and the amount of people flowing yeah, in and I mean, out. What is it? Like 110, 120 pumps, something like that. Just crazy. Uh, just, I, I can't imagine how they keep those tanks full. Cause I mean, there's people just there all the time. Uh, and it is, and, and really for, for gas station brisket, for gas station tacos, like it's, it's good road food. Like I'll, I'll eat it every yeah. time. Um, I, I, Slum check good too. I, so, you I, know, I'm, it sounds like it's good. <clears throat> One of the good things about traveling the highways in Texas and in Louisiana is there's so many places to I stop bet. and eat. It's just, you know, if you see smoke, stop. Go, yeah. <laughs> go check Especially it out. In Texas. The best places are just like a pit on the side of the uh, road, you know, little shack. Yes. That's like, I've always found to be like the real five. You so know? You're, but, you're in Dallas now, you said? Yes. Um, yes. Do you have, I, I won't put you on the spot and say your, your, your favorite, because that would be probably uh, too hard. And I don't want you to put, put you at a, in a position with a community there. Uh, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. You, do you have a handful of, of barbecue spots that, that are, are your go-tos or when people ask you, where should I go? Do you have a list of like three, three spots there in Dallas that you, you kind of send folks to? 
Well, I always think that there's a place called Lockhart yeah. in the South of Dallas, mm-hmm. um, uh, and Bishop, the um, Bishop Ward yep, area. Yep. <clears throat> solid, yep. always solid. Uh, Pecan Lodge, yep. always solid. Uh, however, uh, there's so many, and I was lucky enough a few months ago to go try Goldie's, which is number one on the I've list not been right there now. Yet. Oh man, that was special. I took my nephews and my brother, and we all went, and we waited about an hour. Didn't take yeah. long, and um, and we did nine hundred dollars worth of barbecue. <laughs> like I took a huge clan. Of okay, eaters, well, I, right? was, I, I hope it wasn't three. about nine, about eight, nine, eight or nine of us, right? And, uh, Those and, beef ribs add up, though. If you're like, hey, give me, give me, well. The amount of brisket and the and the and the beef ribs around. I mean, and you know, we ate most of it, which was really good. Yeah. Um, but they do something. So my brother, um, the doctor, he's Stephen. He's very technical. He tried to. He's trying to. He's been trying to figure out exactly how Goldie's does it, and he's read some articles. Okay. And he's now, they go hot and fast. Then they wrap. Then they, when they wrap, they pour in tallow. Yep. And then they just put it like on a hole. So it goes into like, like a two, like one seventy five, yep, one degree hold for like six to eight hours after it's you know hot and fast smoke, till it just becomes like jello. Mm. Um, so he's been trying that. He's got a rec tech. He's been trying that technique on it. He says he's got it kind of figured out. But you know, going there was like, it was the best brisket I ever put in my mouth. Oh. You know, and I've. I also, you know, a lot of people kick the Salt Lake down the road, but I'm a fan of the Salt Lake. Yeah. I love the Stata, the original in Driftwood. I love what they do. It's a place that, you know, I used to travel to when I used to, mm-hmm. I used to, had a girlfriend in Austin that went to UT, used to hit the road all the time and we'd end up at, you know, down in Driftwood and just a great place, you know, um, just badass where you can land your helicopter if you, if you had one. Yeah. To come, you, come eat brisket. You need to get a helicopter. You need to get a helicopter oh, fig. No. That's what you need. Window logo on the side. That'd be I sweet. <laughs> I like I like I like um, your dreams. I like your dreams. And and I like a place called Slow Bone. They make like good old everyday killer barbecue. It's right in the design okay. district off of thirty five. That is not bad at all. I have not been to Cadillac. I need to get yep, there. I do like Cadillac. Um, I've not heard wonderful things about mm-hmm. it. You know, and um you know, I, I like you know, I've done the the I, you know I've done the hill country thing, yeah. but I've never been to Franklin's. I'd love to go yeah. there. You know, uh, Franklin uh, was that kind of uh, mecca experience. It and it and it proved it proved out. Like it was one of those things where it's could it be that good? It was fantastic. Um, but I I love. Did you watch his masterclass? I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I also cool. just love Aaron on on camera. I think he's personable, um, yeah. approachable. Just it's. Um, I think he's done a lot for for barbecue uh, in yeah. in a really good way. Um, he's he's taken he's taken a lot of mystery out of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's even before he signed up for the masterclass deal, his videos were really informational yeah. and doing world a lot of good. Yep. You know, I mean, I learned some things from him. Um, even that I changed some things about uh, fire management that I learned in his classes. Right. Just by watching, yeah. you know, he's so. the real deal, really is. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, this has been great. We do have kind of a series of what I just kind of call bonus questions. It's not a speed round, but but they're questions that kind of uh, give us a level okay. playing field, just so so we can compare you to Alfragoni's answers, you know, on on a few things, <laughs> uh, you know. It. But uh, first, uh, you know, obviously we talked about it. May the smoke be with you. Star Wars uh, influenced. Um, are you a Star Wars fan? Absolutely. Okay. Do you have a favorite movie? No. No. You just love love them all. Equal. I like them all. I like the way that they all kind of feel the same. Yeah. There. It, it. I like stories. I like the characters. I think they do such a great job. Of um, you know, even when there's new characters, and you're like, oh, that guy's weird. Yeah. I don't know if I like. Him. And then, you know, somewhere in the middle of the movie, you're loving yeah. that guy. So, I think they just have that touch. They they're they're really good at getting finding nobodies and making them into somebodies. You know. Yeah. Which I think I like is the that. appeal of the story. You know, I think it's it's the ultimate kind of underdog story, if you will. Uh, yeah, of course, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, do you have a Do you have a favorite character? Then can you identify who Yoda? Chewbacca. Oh, Chewbacca. Okay. Yes. I love Chewbacca. 
Well, that's because you do the best impression. That's why. So you're, you're just, you were just waiting to do that impression the whole time. You're like, oh man, I hope you have. Yoda would be, Yoda might be next, yeah. but Chewbacca is the man. Chewbacca, I love Chewbacca. is great. Um, all right. So, uh, you know. He's never leaving. He, he is. He's kind of that, that rare, th- you know, character that just. Lipped for Yes. Um, so, uh, you know, we talked about, you know, you're, you're kind of a, a pit master. You, you do a lot of cooking when you're outside cooking. What are you, what are you listening to? I'm listening to Jimmy Buffett, Eric Lindell, Bob Marley, anything that's laid back and beachy. Yeah. Maybe, maybe some mariachi music. If I'm cooking tacos, okay. maybe some Pepe Aguilar, you know, something like that. Okay. I love the, I love I love Mexico and everything about it. So all right. So what do you, what are you drinking when you're uh, when you're listening to some Jimmy Buffett and uh, maybe a little mariachi? Well, there's always an obligatory obligatory beer or two. Okay. But uh, these days I've been trying to stay away from the beer, so it's more like uh, maybe uh, vodka with a splash of grapefruit. Okay. Keeping it light, keeping yeah. it clear, you know. Yeah, I understand. Uh, all right. So, uh, if you could only eat one region of barbecue, you can still eat Mexican food. You can still eat uh, all those things, but just one American region of barbecue. We'll keep it kind of continental United States. We won't bring in, uh, in Central America, anything like that or asados or, um, what, which region would you, would you pick? You, you kind of got the Carolinas, you got Memphis, you got Kansas city, Texas Hill country, obviously, uh, where are you going? I grew up, I, I said I was born in Kansas City, but their barbecue is too sweet for me. Yeah. I'm a Texas barbecue guy. Yeah. All the way. Me too. That's my style. Yep. Salt, pepper, I and like oak. Smoke. Yep. And I think if I had to pick a second, it'd probably be Carolina and Whole Hog. Yeah. As their Whole Hog. I know like that tangy barbecue they put on there. Yep. I agree. But, um, I mean, you know, honestly, I could, I can eat barbecue anywhere, man. I'd be happy. I believe you. I'll be at Memphis next week, and I'll be trying that. You know, I'll be at the Rendezvous. Nice with my team for uh, an event, and uh, you know, I, I, I dig that too. That's great. Um, yeah. Well, if you were uh, if you were going to step out uh, this this weekend and you were going to cook ribs, um, can you just real quick just kind of say this is this is how I do it. This is how I would cook some uh, some ribs. Are you going baby back? Are you going spares? And just what's your uh, what's your go to technique? Uh, Baybacks or trimmed up spares. Okay. Either one's fine with me. Um, I'm a membrane remover. Okay. So membranes are out for me. Um, I will uh, rub them with uh, a little bit of something like my my honey mustard, my habanero honey mm-hmm. mustard, or or my ghost steak sauce. One of those. I want a little something spicy as a binder. Okay. Uh, it's not going to come through really spicy, but I like a little spicy binder. And then um, I usually go with my rub, uh, which is called the Figgy Piggy Blend. Okay, I like it. <laughs> uh, I make the hat custom. And, uh, you know, but lately I've been uh, lazy. I just go with uh, Mike Starr's uh, Porkin. Yeah. Uh, because it's, with with the exception of a couple of ingredients, it's very, very similar. Okay. Because I use the uh, tomato sugar. Um, and lots of it, it just makes the best crust yeah. and, um, I like whole organic ingredients. I like to blend my own spices primarily, but, uh, Mike's is like right close to my heart. I like that one too. Yeah. I would do the blade of star pork and, and so I'd coat it all up. And then, um, I don't know about all this three, two, one and all this, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a feel guy, you know, um, if the pit starts off a little hot, you know, it's not going to be three, two, one. Yep. Sometimes the pit's finicky, you know, and uh, to me, when it when when it's bending nicely, then I wrap. And then when I wrap, I check about an hour later. And if, you know, a toothpick goes through nice and easy or a knife or whatever, it's time to eat yeah. ribs, you know. I don't I don't put too much science behind it other than that. Just feel it, you know. I, I grew up working in restaurants, so. I grew up knowing, you know, when a steak is done by the way it feels. Absolutely. And sounds. <laughs> yes, for sure. Well, this was uh this was great. I, I really appreciate you taking the time. Uh like I've said I apologize for being late. I really Oh, it's do. okay. I'm the sorry. people listening to the podcast have no idea. 
you just, you just well, called yourself out. It's, not it's all it's all good. <laughs> well, this was uh, this was great. I I am a huge fan of of what you guys are doing. Uh, I'll be Thank I'll be you, cheering uh, for you guys from Tennessee. Look forward to the new products. Uh, this summer. Um, and I do thank you for being here. And for Melendez fans, make sure you sign up for that contest. Yes, absolutely. It is going to be uh, amazing. This is going to drop, this episode is going to drop on the final day that they can register. So uh, we will okay. uh, we'll get that out. And uh, if you're if you're listening to this on, on Friday of this week or after, you've missed a chance to win just an absolute boatload of Melinda's Somebody's products. Really? The Melinda's? Not just Melinda's. Oh, the, the whole prize package is, is insane. Well, yeah. it's, it's a monster amount of Melinda's, but my God, you get everything yeah. in that package. It's, uh, it's, been, it's been a lot of fun. Well, hey, thank yeah. you for uh, so much for joining us. And thank you guys thank for you. listening. And as always, may the smoke be with you. And also with you. Thanks for listening to the May the Smoke Be With You podcast with Joe Levitt.